From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Welcome to Invest Insights. I'm Abby Malone. I'm joined today by Diona Hall, the CEO of Broward Palm Beaches and St. Lucie Realtors. Diona, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Abby. I appreciate it. What are some new personal norms that you started due to the pandemic that you know you're going to continue in a post-pandemic world? Well, you know, um, with with this pandemic circling, I think it just kind of brought full focus again that we need to make sure that we're concentrating on our health. So um, just really making sure that my family is, you know, eating really well, getting their vegetables, their vitamins. I'm working out five days a week. I was usually doing about like three, but yeah, trying to really commit to, you know, going all out to make sure that we're strong enough to you know, um, whether whatever is going to be in our future. I think also we have really made sure that we have a family time and that's been nice. Um, obviously as an executive for, for many years, I have small children and, um, making sure that, you know, we all stay close and spend that quality time together has really kind of come full focus after being in lockdown. According to the national association of realtors for every two homes sold, there is one American job created moving forward. How crucial is the real estate industry in this economic recovery efforts in Florida and as a nation as a whole? Well, I think everybody knows the real estate industry is absolutely critically important. You know, based on the National Association of Realtors figures in 2020, the real estate industry accounted for over $255 billion or 23.3% of Florida's gross product in 2020. The economic impact of a typical home sale infused some of over $90,000 into our state economy. And, you know, I'm really um, happy to say that real estate was deemed essential in the state of Florida at the beginning of the pandemic, which really kind of helped keep going all those different auxiliary companies that were dependent on real estate to go forward. It's not just about the realtors that are selling real estate, but it's also about you know everything from the moving companies to the mortgage companies. Um, there are just so many industries that depend on real estate moving for uh, their you know communities to kind of keep growing and, and continuing on. On a national level, the impact is even greater with the real estate accounting for over $3.8 trillion of the gross product and a typical home sale is contributing usually about $94,000 to the economy on a nationwide perspective. And from your perspective, how can the current strength and growth of the real estate market stay sustainable for the long-term future? Well, the real estate market, like most, if not all other markets, they ebb and flow over time. I mean, as we always hear, real estate markets are cyclical. With that said, real estate is typically viewed as one of the safer investments one can make. One of the most significant and often overlooked things about investing in real estate is that for the most of us, our investment where we live is where we create our lives and our memories and our families, you know, cherish those places forever. So real estate really is just a a well-rounded investment for everyone. And I don't think it matters what is going to happen. That never changes. Currently in South Florida's real estate market, we're seeing a shortage of supply, very high demand, low interest rates. So the expectation of property values is that it won't be dropping anytime soon. But that being said, how should organizations and individuals in the real estate industry be strategizing for the future with possible changes related to inflation and possible increase in interest rates that we should maybe we'll see on the horizon? Yeah. Well, I'm happy to say that many of our members recently have had and continue to have record years in the real estate business. Um, it was really crazy to go from a market that was shutting down to one where homes were just sell, you know, flying off the shelf. Yeah. So the market is moving and it's at a very brisk pace. Uh, 
properties continue to come on the market, buyers are purchasing homes and sellers are selling them. The market has been strong and real estate continues to transact at a very high rate. Inventory has not increased as much as we all would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the properties are definitely being bought up um, faster than they are coming on the market. But in recent mar- um, months, pending sales have dropped slightly um, with the inventory slowly increasing. So we are seeing the homes coming on the market, even though they really are being swooped up super fast as well. So there is a, a you know light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to that. Right. Over the last year and a half, our members have really focused on honing their skills and increasing their skill set. Mm-hmm. They have worked to become experts in their segment on the market. Uh, they're making sure that you know they have all this education in place for them to you know change with this evolving marketplace and whatever it might mean from a virtual level to you know getting back into um, seeing their clients on a face to face basis. So we make sure here at the association that we are giving them as many tools as as they need for them to compete, whether they are in the virtual market or if they're seeing their clients face to face. And with that being said, um, during the pandemic, we saw that we really need to make sure that we had a virtual education campus in place. Um, and that is going to be making it easier for our 37,000 members and 41,000 subscribers to um, just access education when and where they need it. Advocacy is one of the main objectives for your organization. As of recently, your organization has been focusing on Senate Bill 2512, the Housing Trust Fund, and advocating for reallocation of that resource from general funds towards vital infrastructure needs like water and affordable housing. What is the current status of advocacy efforts, and why is allocation of funds uh, important towards the future of Florida's economic landscape? Thank you for that question. So for many years, our local communities have had a dire need for affordable housing. Um, in 1992, the Sadowski Fund was created from doc stamp revenue that was you know, made off of the, the transaction of a home. And it was supposed to go into an affordable housing trust fund. These funds were really important for our local communities to access in order to give them um, maybe whatever they, they saw as far as financing needs or down payment assistance. Unfortunately, over the years, the Florida government has used these funds to fill budget gaps instead of for affordable housing. Actually, over $2 billion out of the existing Affordable Housing Trust Fund has been diverted over the years. So um, our organization has been unsuccessfully, unfortunately, lobbying the Florida government to um, give these funds towards affordable housing. We have the need. The need was supposed to be met by having these funds in the Sadowski Fund. And so every year we um, have said something called scrap the cap, which is a lot of times they give us some of the money out of this fund, but not all of it. And unfortunately, we were not able to see all these funds go to our local communities as we had asked. So now we're taking a different approach to this issue. And what we're doing is we are gathering signatures right now to place this issue on the 2022 ballot to help resolve the affordable housing crisis. Uh, We hope that if we get, um, we're just probably, we need about short of a million signatures um, to get on the ballot and put this in front of voters. And uh, hopefully they will pass that, which will allow all the funds in the Stowski Fund to go towards affordable housing programs. So uh, we're working hard on it. And um, we know it's a lot of signatures, but you know we have a lot of members out there that are helping us. And uh, we hope to really be making a difference in the state of Florida when it comes to affordable housing very soon. Are there any other pressing issues that your organization is currently spearheading advocacy efforts towards? You know, there's so many issues that we get into every year when it comes to specifically quality of life issues. So we are working hard on different water issues. We just did a huge uh, statewide uh, beach cleanup and just collected a ton of um, garbage. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are always looking at the red tide issue. Um, Some of those unsexier issues, such as like septic issues, um, all these things that 
a lot of times people don't really kind of take into account affect our water resources. So we are comprehensively um, constantly looking at these resources, making sure that you know we have clean water and the water stays beautiful for all the Floridians. As a lot of us usually say, you know, people come to Florida not for the mountains, right? They come for the beaches. And so we want to make sure it's clean and a place that everybody can continue to live. Making sure that our communities are well balanced when it comes to different types of housing, such as affordable housing, whether um, that could even be rentals or first-time homebuyer programs. Um, so all these issues, anything that really ties into home ownership, making sure that we stabilize our communities, are advocacy issues that we are always um, interested in pursuing and making sure, you know, create this wonderful place in the state of Florida. And now that we find ourselves in this new landscape, what is next for Broward Palm Beaches and the St. Lucie Realtors? Yeah. Well, as a Realtor Association, we're going to do what we do best, and that's to continue providing cutting-edge tools and resources to make sure that our members are able to seamlessly access them. Um, as I said previously, we also run the MLS, and so there is a lot of technology that is involved in making sure that multiple listing services stays robust and that it is meeting all of the needs that our realtors need for their clients. Real estate professionals are customers and we are taking that responsibility every single day as seriously as we possibly can. We are continuing to benchmark ourselves amongst the best of the best, not just other realtor associations, but also um, you know companies that are for-profit out in the industry to make sure that we are staying at the forefront of whatever um, the, the member and the consumer needs. As for the real estate sector in South Florida, I think that we will continue to see interest from other areas of the country and the world at large both from those that are looking for uh, their personal piece of paradise to those that are interested in investing in the market. Um, I'm really proud of the uh, South Florida marketplace. I think that people who are coming into this marketplace are so diverse and different, and it really kind of gives us a lot of you know, flexibility when it comes to that ebb and flow of the real estate marketplace. So I think the South Florida real estate market is going to continue to stay strong, even when other parts of the country might not see it um, as strong. So we're in a great position. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Malone. Thank you for tuning in.